0: hey sister hey sister welcome listeners to episode 10 of the sunflower society podcast i'm justine gonzalez and i'm kara howard and we're two sisters who come together every week to engage our listeners and how they can have the biggest impact in their life through their day-to-day activities their gifts and their talents We're super passionate about what we get to do every week. It's our creative outlet because in our real lives, we're former teachers and nurses, and now we're both business owners. Um, Well, okay, we're not teachers and nurses. (laughs) I was a former teacher and school principal, and I was a nurse on the floor, and I am a nurse educator at this point in my career game. I also um, have a little bit of a side business as a boutique owner called Violets and Linen. I have kind of a beauty brand called Thawne River Beauty. And now the beginning of spring, we kicked off this amazing podcast journey uh, together to kind of collaborate and bring our visions together and kind of inspire all of you listeners to be the best version of yourself. That's right. We're so excited you're joining us. We actually have some listeners who have called in with content. So, thank you. This is episode 10 called Secrets. Let's get ready to go. I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne. Woo! Hopefully, you have your champagne too. Ready? (laughs) One, two. Don't point it at me! So we're ready to go. We've got our champagne. It's episode 10. Cheers. Salud. Welcome listeners. We are really excited for episode 10. If you can't tell and it's about secrets and we got to talking and we're like we tell each other just about everything. We're two sisters as we said Um, and we often ask really weird questions. And we're like, do you ever wonder this? And usually, for the two of us, it's like, yes! Yes, I do! <laughs> but we were really curious if other people have the same questions and if they ever ask them. So we're super pumped because we have had some input from some of our regular listeners. And so we're really excited to kick off this episode with some questions that they did share. And they said, well... They really want to know what would people rather in a situation, or have they ever done these things? Um, So we hope you're excited and ready to listen. Do we want to hear from our first listener, Kara? Yeah. I've got our sister-in-law, Lauren, and she actually submitted a couple, so we're going to play both of them for you. Hey, sisters. This is Lauren, your sister in law, and I have a would you rather question. And it is would you rather age from the neck down or age from the neck up? Very good question, Lauren. Um, hey, sister in law. <laughs> yes, Lauren is our third sister. She's a sister in law, but nonetheless a sister. Um, let's see, gosh, I feel like I'd rather age from the neck down, because, first of all, you can cover up whatever area of your body that you don't like, but you really can't cover up your face unless you have that as a religious belief or something, but that would be a little offensive to go around covering up your face, so... If it wasn't part of your belief, yeah. yeah. So, clothing... Definitely works to cover up any aging parts below the neck. That would be my thing. Mm. I'm gonna have to disagree. So, <laughs> of course, you she are. almost spit out her champagne. <laughs> well, of course I am. You'll notice in our description, we're two very different sisters. Um, well, here's my thought, and I think it's a brilliant question, Lauren. I was cracking up when I listened to it. And I'm now I'm really curious to know what you want, what you think, because we'll have a two-way split here, so we need the third sister to weigh Ooh. in, so we'll have to bring this back up, but I would totally do neck up. Here's why. Okay. She just said aging. She didn't say just wrinkles, so if your whole body ages uh-huh. and you have frail bones or broken bones or deteriorating muscles i'm thinking of total body that's how i interpreted it hang on go with me here (laughs) if it's neck up aging then your brain's gonna go well i didn't I, i i didn't say that but i think that there are things you can do to keep your brain engaged to ensure that doesn't happen so if it's just the outside of your face You can get a facelift and get surgery done to correct that easier than you could get an entire body lift. I don't think that's a thing, (laughs) but I feel like they can do anything these days. That's my explanation. So I would Mm. say from the neck up. Okay. All right. You could get, if your hair falls out, you can get hair replacement. You can wear cool wigs. Cool wigs would be awesome. Yeah. You can work with it and it's a smaller portion of your body than your entire body. Would you like to change your answer? Nope. (laughs) Nope. I'm so good. With I was just watching her up my body. I was watching her face, <laughs> and I thought maybe I convinced her, but yeah, well, I'll just have a really young face and a really old cleavage. Oh my <laughs> okay. let's next question. all right. So this is Lauren again, and I have another would you rather question? And this one. Got me thinking, so I thought it would get you thinking. Would you rather live a short life and be the wealthiest person on earth, or would you live a long life and be extremely poor? Well, you've done it again, sister. <laughs> oh, <laughs> these questions. What makes it even more difficult is we only listen to them like once. And we're answering on the spot. I know what my answer is. Easy. Like, immediately. You knew it immediately. Go for it. Do you know what my answer Uh, is going to be? I think poor and live a really long life. Yeah. I didn't even really need to think about that too much. Because money is the root of all evil. Just kidding. I disagree. I like money just as much as the next person, but... And actually, it's the love... Of money oh. is the root of all evil oh. people. Okay. Well, <laughs> either way, like, I have been to other countries for significant periods of time. And I feel like sometimes the poorest countries I've been in are the most underdeveloped countries that I've been in. Um, the people that I've met there are the most joyful people that I've ever met and still in have life, yet yeah. to meet in life. And i don't think that money equals happiness by any means money money makes life easier and money can bring us the things that um we would like in life to bring us joy but as far as happiness we all kind of determine our own path to happiness so Mm -hmm. that that's a really that's an easy one for me are you debating still I'm not debating. Mm-hmm. I just. It's a brilliant question. Um, so. Wealth. Abundance. Money. I think all those things are beautiful. I think that. They can help you achieve incredible ways of. Helping others in your life. Helping yourself move forward in advance. Um, and. I, I I love it. Right. But. I would much rather live a long, happy, joyful life, even if I was living without an abundance of money. Um, I believe you can have both. I believe you can have abundance. Right. Right. But, yeah, I would choose the long, long, happy life. That's my answer. I would. Yeah. Well, we agree on that. Yes. Well, so, I have one. My... My bestie, Maria, from Houston and I, we talk quite a bit, and I visit very often. I'm her kid's fairy godmother. Fairy like, godmother? Yes. I'm, I'm a fairy godmother. <laughs> um, It's a thing. Um, oh. <laughs> but we have known each other for years. I'm honored that I was the maid of honor in her wedding and so many other life events that we've been through together. And so she's a true blessing in my life. Hey, Maria. Hey, um, Maria. But we talk about a lot of things, too, and one of the questions we were debating about the other day was, like, do people check their spouse's phone or their significant other, and, like, what would be the reasoning? And so, do you know of people who do this, and... I've actually like, never talked to somebody about it before. It's not really ever secret. <laughs> been a topic <laughs> of conversation, but I can tell you, I would never check my husband's phone unless I had a reason to check it. Unless I had a, hey, a suspicion, or something strange happened. And I think there are probably people out there that know what I'm talking about. Like what? Okay, really though, like what? Unless you had a... You say, unless I had a reason to. If I... What would be a valid reason for you? Mm, Well, I think that if I found a suspicious amount of time was going by... Where he was constantly on his phone, or I don't know, and it was mysterious, like I never knew exactly who he's talking to. I feel like I would be tempted to check at that point in time, or if there were random messages coming in the middle of the night or something oh. like that, mm, which you know legitimately could be work emails or something like that. So, I may not even I may not even be suspicious of that. That brings up another really good secret question, but I want to address this question. Okay. We're being transparent. Okay. Yeah. I I don't believe in doing that. I have not ever been a person to do that, and I would not choose to be with my my significant other does not either. But I would never choose to be with somebody who felt the need to try to check my phone. Because to me that that signals that you don't trust me. So unless there was a valid reason, like if my phone is going off at three AM, yeah. I, I could understand that. Like, okay, why why is your phone constantly going off at that time? I'm confused. Um I've not I, I could as, understand as that, a married but, person I've never mm-hmm. done that to my husband, but as a single person I did do that to my husband (laughs) before he was your husband. Okay. Okay. I do know this about you. So, so to be fully transparent, I am a pretty jealous person and that's something that I've had to work on and, um, you know, um, it's still a work in progress. I still get pangs of jealousy every now and again. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't really, I don't really know why I feel very confident in who I am And I feel very confident that my husband and I love each other very deeply. But it is something that I've struggled with. But I have been very good as a wifey. And I have not... uh, It has been a temptation at times, I will tell you. Because I feel like sometimes I get paranoid about certain, certain things or... But your husband also, like... He has a lot of responsibility with work. He does. And so it's also understanding that when you are married or with somebody who has a lot of responsibility with their job, people tend to not really honor, like, nine to five. It's like, well, this person is the boss, and I need to go to them for things. And if you're all curious, um, I know uh, when Maria and I talked about it, too, it's not something that she typically does, either and her response is very much the same as yours and she's been married for a while it's like if she would feel a need to ever sure but typically i think it's like the episode we did i think episode 8 or 7 was on intuition you'll have to go back and just listen to all the episodes yeah shameless listen, plug listen to shameless all of plug them. here. are so <laughs> good <laughs> um but no really i i think most people i know would probably be in the same boat as as all of us of Okay, unless there's really a reason to, like, you generally, I would hope, the person that you're deeply in love with is somebody you trust. Right. Right? So, um, the the question that came to mind, though, as we've been talking about this one, is, should there be boundaries? Somebody, one of my friends said to me one time about, like, I got a work email from somebody and they had sent it at, like, 10 or 11 p.m. on a Friday night. Oh well, it's like she like the my friend thought that that was very inappropriate. Like already that yeah. was an issue, and I think I told you about yeah. it, and you thought yeah. the same thing. Like what? Well, what was this I was person like, doing? Is, is this person drinking at this time? Like they like what was this person doing? Emailing you at ten well, or eleven the through a professional email. The content was also not. Not like uh it was a work related thing, but it was completely inappropriate the way it was it came across, and so I mm. wondered if there was like alcohol involved right, so you're familiar with that. My question being right all that to say, my question is should there be like is there kind of an unspoken understanding that employees and people who work together coworkers should have. That they're not contacting each other after I feel like a definitely. certain time? Yeah, I feel like it's really, really inappropriate. Like, I know he's gotten, like, sick calls and stuff at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, but that's because their shift Your starts. husband. Yeah. Okay. Their shift starts at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. Okay. So it starts early. So I'm, I know that, but I think at a professional level, if you have something that you're thinking of at 10 o'clock at night, like, wait till the next day. It's disrespectful mm. to me in my mind to, like, there are people that keep notifications on and keep their ringer on because they want to be able to, for people to be able to get a hold of them if necessary, if it's like an emergency. Right. And so to disrespect that by sending a simple email about something that's not emergent at 10 o'clock at night or 11 or whenever you just happen to have the convenience on your time to do that is really disrespectful. mm What do you think? Everybody's different. I think in the 21st century, especially, people are so connected. Um, I mean, I always hold to, like, I don't... If I don't want to be available, I don't make myself available. Right. So one of the things I do, which may sound super crazy to people because... My company educator aid. Like I run a company, I have not put my company email address onto my phone. Yeah, because I don't. I email email don't, I, I don't need to look if yeah. you're sending me something. There are often mornings where I wake up at five a.m. because I'm an early bird, not not because I feel pressure to, and I'm starting my day at six a.m. and I'm looking yeah. at email by that time. So. When I decide that I want to engage with emails, I do, I don't necessarily, I don't always necessarily even look at when it was sent. The only time I do is if it's like a curious, Mm -hmm. like the situation we were talking about where it was sent late at night, it was inappropriate. Like, that's the only time that I start to think like, hmm, when was this even sent? What was going on? What was the context? Well, I'm thinking more in but, the context of like being on call because right. like in the past I've been on call and mm-hmm. like you have your phone on because you have to have it on in case they need to call you in in the middle of the night. But right. if I get an email notification, it it's really annoying. That's what that's the context to which I was thinking. The other that. simplistic response is if, if you expect that, then communicate that. And I'm very clear with people and with with some clients I have said, hey, I'm available anytime you need me until 9 p.m. tomorrow, right? Like I'll let them know how late they can call. Right. But the other thing is a lot of times I think we make this assumption that people are operating the same way we are. But in reality, if we never set the boundary and we didn't tell them, we can't expect like they just understand an unspoken rule of, ah. Well, here's the thing. I think there's a sense of etiquette and decorum for every situation, and they're uh, loosely. I mean, okay, but your I, your definition of etiquette could be totally different than mine. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Next question. Next question. Do you always <laughs> wash your face at night? <gasps> I know the answer. So I know is. you be- mentioned in the intro. <laughs> My sister has a beauty brand called Fawn River Beauty. She has incredible makeup products. I buy them. They're awesome. Um, But I have to admit this in front of her every now and again when it has been a really long day. And I've been traveling sometimes across the country, people. Okay. And like in meetings all day the moment I land, then she just can't stand to take her spatula at the end of the night and just scrape uh, down her face. I don't wear that much makeup, (laughs) but, but every now and again, yes. But at this point, I will say I've gotten really into a good skincare regimen. Yep. And now once you get into a habit, I used to be worse about it in my twenties, but now that I'm in a habit and I know how important it is in my thirties to really have a good skincare regimen, um, Is it regimen or regiment? Regimen. Regimen. Uh, (laughs) Then I, like, I just do it. It's part of my bedtime routine. So it's very rare now that I will, like, go to bed with makeup on. Um, That's the truth. But every now and again, yes. If I'm incredibly, incredibly tired, yes. I used to do it all the time. (gasps) All the time. Oh, shame! Actually, the the longer, the better... (laughs) Because just like I like to wear clothes that I can wear during the day and then wear to bed and not have to change in between. Oh my, here we go. <laughs> I used to put on my makeup in the morning and then leave it on like all night and then probably all day the next day too. Honestly. but My face is shocked right here's now. Here's the thing. When I found the skincare that I'm using now, I like actually enjoy doing my skincare. I didn't enjoy it before because I like the way my skin feels. But you work with Clinique products, like high end. But guess what? Not an endorsement for Clinique, but we do love your products. I really (laughs) like what I'm using now, and it's like a luxury at the end of the day to like go in and have my little routine that I do. And it's right, really. You get into the routine, and it's like taking a bath. However, I will tell you that like. And mascara, I do. I do still occasionally sleep in my mascara. If I like spend a lot of time on my lashes and they look really, really good, they're still really good the next day. And okay. I feel like it's harder on my lashes to take my makeup off my lashes sometimes than to just leave just, it on for two days. In I'm a row. just shocked. I am shocked. Yeah. Well, shock and awe. Okay. Oh, that was rip not- the band aid straight yep. off. Yep. Right. On a side note, have you heard yeah. of that book called Girl, Wash Your Face? Yeah. Rachel Hollis. It's like, <laughs> girl, wash your face. Yeah. What? She just okay. means get up get up, and get going. But is she, okay, but is she referencing, because every time I see the title, I feel bad because I'm a person who has oh, <laughs> washed my face, so I haven't read it yet. She's just talking to you. She's like, girl, it's been two days since you washed your face. Get up and wash your face because... But we I need to. I don't struggle with that anymore. Oh well, <laughs> not for you then. Okay, favorite okay. disgusting snack. I mean, like a weird. It doesn't have to be disgusting, but like, like weird. You know, there's it's like not really weird, but I don't know that many people do it, and it's highly processed. Okay. Um, and actually, hey Maria, you taught <laughs> me the <to> snack. <laughs> She's going to die laughing. So Maria used to be my roommate. That's how we met. We became roommates. Another story for another podcast. Um, and it was, it was awesome. We used to do karaoke every night. But... What, in your apartment? So she... Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. And we would... <laughs> We lived close to a big lot, which she informed me in Texas was called McFrugal's. And we would walk to the big lots from our apartment complex and sit on their couches and have therapy sessions. What? So I'm actually sharing a lot of secrets, and I hope you'll think it's hilarious. Oh, um, gosh. But hey, Maria. <laughs> um, so she taught me this snack, and every now and again, I have still indulged in it. Um, very rarely, probably once a year, to be honest. But it is a hot flame and Cheetos. <laughs> okay. And cool ranch dip from Lay's, but it's not the kind that you buy in the fridge section. It's the processed kind in that like you the jars. Peel off the in little the foil. Chip, thing, yeah, like. in the chip aisle. Okay. In the chip aisle. Okay. And you get like the cool ranch, Ooh. and you dip the hot flame and Cheetos I can in see it. That. Yeah, it's That's disgusting. Sounds really. It's delicious, yeah. it's, but it's, yeah. like, processed yeah. food-wise. And yeah. the fact that I try to eat low-carb now, like, it's disgusting. I think you know. <laughs> I think you know. It's like a million carbs. Well, <laughs> and it could sit on the shelf. Both products probably can sit on the shelf for well up to four or five years. So it's really good. It's the good stuff. So I think you can guess mine. Cold slices of ham. <laughs> you got it, my sister. Gross! <laughs> it is so gross. <laughs> I don't even know why. It's not I even like know. fresh ham. It's processed it's ham. It's like the really thin shaped Yeah. So you can... <laughs> okay. So, in all seriousness, I also love cold hot dogs. I, I like a good cold hot dog too. <laughs> I think because our mom, our mom used to give us those as a snack. Yeah, yeah. we used to eat, that or cold or cold lot, bologna. cold it? bologna. Doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no such thing as hot bologna, is there? <laughs> uh, okay. Next question. Okay, my I do have another question that is a little more like it might get a little more serious. Not to take us for a turn because we're having a blast. We're having a blast at our episode 10. We're we're not a decade old, but it's 10 episodes. (laughs) So, anyways. Feels like we're 10 years old. (laughs) Yeah, this episode does. Um, But my question is, and I always wonder this, but it's a question that a lot of times it's good for the secrets episode because it's a thing that I think a lot of people don't talk about. And even though people say that I think it's the number one cause of divorces is finance Mm. and like disagreements about finance. Mm -hmm. So I am always really curious and you, and I, this is not a question you just ask people when you first become friends with them. And even after you've been friends with them, I don't think a lot of people will be open to discuss it because quite frankly, I'm not sure how many people discuss it within their marriage. Or their relationship Mm. with their significant other. But do you keep separate bank accounts? Do you keep only one... Like, not just one, but joint bank accounts? Um, Or do you keep joint bank accounts, but then have, like, a rainy day fund that your significant other does not know about? Ooh. (sighs) Okay, so our situation is we have... A joint banking account that both of us get our checks deposited into. And then I have a separate account to pay bills out of that only goes toward our monthly budget for bills. So and if you then, get in an argument, do you ever say like, I'm the one paying the bills? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't, but I could. um And then... We have another account, which, if you want to call it a rainy day account, that's okay, but it's like our savings account, but it's not accessible through our debit card. So technically, since I do all the finances, I technically have primary control of that one. However, mm-hmm. however, if I it's died... It's still a joint account. If I died... It's not could, a secret rainy day no, account. No, right. He could definitely go to the bank and be like, my wife died... I need the password and oh. the information Oh, okay. to get the, because he doesn't. He doesn't. He just doesn't. No. Like, manage no. everything. No. How did you decide that you were going to manage the finances? Based on how well we managed our finances prior to getting married. So you decided. No, I was better. <laughs> no, I was better at it. Oh, okay. But you, do you yeah. like it? Do you like I managing mean, yeah. the finances? Okay. I, do. I mean, yeah. I do. I get it, and I like it. Yeah. Well, you're good with numbers. Nah, not really. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. She's managing all her finances, but she's not good with numbers. There you have it. I hope your husband's listening. Uh, <laughs> um, do you know anybody who... Not yeah. that we're going to like name-call, yeah, no, but yes, I do. like you know couples who For they sure. keep completely yeah. separate finances. I know finances. a couple of different couples that... Like, he'll pay a certain portion of the bills or something. Like, if he had the house payment and a few other payments before they got married, he'll continue paying that, and then she will pay, like, whatever she brought into the relationship when they got together, and then they'll, like, split up the rest. Like, whatever is in common, like if they have a cable bill or something like that, then they'll split the cable bill or, like... They they have certain bills that they need to pay each, every month. You don't have to share from your situation, but I'm curious if you think that when couples get married, they should just automatically take on and assume their spouse's debt. Ooh. Um, I mean... And I think, don't, I, I wouldn't even share, like, what you do necessarily, but just what are your thoughts on that? I like mean, what, what if what my thoughts are, what we do... So... Okay. I I just think, like, if you are making commitment to somebody, then you're sort of taking all of them with their baggage, so to speak, and part of that can by, be financial. But it really depends on the relationship, because, like, if you're on your second marriage and, like, you have kids that you're bringing into the relationship and different things like that, like, I'm sure there's an element of, like, okay... Maybe this part goes to um, the spouse with the children. Like, this part of the finances is mm-hmm. picked up by the that spouse. And then maybe the other spouse has a different portion or something like that. Because it's probably a little bit different with, like, stepkids and different dynamics like that. I thought of another question. <laughs> Oh, okay. that's actually really funny, but I'll answer this one. Okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opting out. Sometimes I ask all <laughs> okay. these tricky questions to Kara and then she's like, but you didn't answer. I didn't realize So after <laughs> the episode, you asked all these questions and you didn't answer. So, um, I, I, I agree when you commit to somebody, then you're, and I, my significant other, other and I are not married yet. So I personally feel until you're actually married and living in the same household is when you combine finances. I don't think it's wrong if you do before. I just, that's my personal. Right. We're sharing our secrets. Right. Um, so that's my personal stance on it. And I think you take on, again, all that that person is, all the mistakes they've made, everything that they're not. And that's part of your commitment to them. And you learn and grow together. Um, I am still on the fence because I will say my significant other and I, he and I both have tendencies of like hiding money in random places around the house. Oh. Just to have it available. I've heard of stashes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like little stashes. Yeah. And um, so (laughs) where I'm going with this is I would never keep, like a rainy day fund secret from him Right. when we're married and stuff. Right. Um, we know, you know, what's in each other's bank accounts now and stuff. We don't have joint accounts, but we know our financial status, our credit scores, like those were early on things we've talked about. Um, and I think it's important too, so okay. you can set goals together. But I will say like, I know somebody and she had a situation with her ex-husband and he had been basically almost I don't think you... I don't know if you'd even call it embezzling. From their marriage? But, but yeah. He was taking money. She was the breadwinner. He was taking it and actually spending it on the side chick. Ooh. Yeah. And so she found out... Well, fast forward, and she had kids. Well, she still does, but at the time, her kids yeah. were even younger, And her granny had always taught her that you need to keep at least $2,000 cash available somewhere where only you know it's at in the house because if something would ever happen Mm -hmm. and somebody, like, drains your bank accounts or whatever, you at least have something that could get you groceries for you and your kids for, like, a month. Worst case scenario. And she didn't do that. And so she said she'll never live again Without having like two or three thousand dollars hidden somewhere that's not a, in our that's house not a so idea. that to me is not a rainy day fund. Yeah. I feel like he and I both have those that like that tendency right now, just like yeah. if something would ever happen and like somebody would steal your information, yeah. you know like so that's the only reason I think of it that way, but one of the things that came to mind when you were talking about like paying separate bills. And what you come into the marriage with. And now as I'm thinking about divorce and like child support. Why are you do- laughing? Because <laughs> it's a funny question. Oh, okay. But I kind of wonder if it's ever happened. Um, do you think people who have been married a long time. And for many people their pets are like kids. Uh huh. And they don't have human kids. Yeah. Do you think there should be dog support? Uh- <laughs> Or cat support. <laughs> I just snorted. I feel like I feel like there's probably like some couples. I shouldn't even be laughing because I mean it's probably a legit thing. no, I and don't I don't think, know. Like, paying the other. So I'm person, sorry if I offended any listeners. No, here's the thing. I think that probably that technical like payment doesn't exist, but I think like the sharing of the pets probably exists in a lot of different homes. And the sharing, way, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, in that way, I think that probably you do your pet support, but that is a, <laughs> that is a weird question. Okay, I got another one. hmm Is it okay to pee or poop in front of your spouse or bo- boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever? I don't see why there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> That, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, but I'm a, I, I'm not, I just, if you know people and you're close to them, like even family, like I don't, like if we were someplace, I could go to the bathroom in front of you. I couldn't go to the bath, I mean, I could go to the bathroom if you turned your back. Like if you were looking at me, I couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told We my shared my a room for like 15 years. My sister, but we weren't in the bathroom. Yeah, we used to get ready in the same bathroom. But getting ready is different than, like, using the bathroom. Okay. Okay. I have never used the bathroom in front of my husband. Ever. Except maybe... I just don't see how that's in, possible. In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> if I've had that's to That's probably, go in the like, the worst place to have to do it in like front a of a somebody. a festival or something like that. Well, uh, uh, what? <laughs> okay, it happens. Nature calls. And he'll stand like watch or whatever. I'm sure he can hear it, but it's not like. No, I feel like it's such a private thing. Ugh. I don't Never. even like. I don't even like blowing my nose in you've front been, of people. You've been with your husband almost twenty years. I know. Never. There's oh, still wow. some mystery there. Okay, he's, he's seen he's seen three babies. Being born. That's what I'm saying. That's but why it shouldn't different. be a it's, big deal because I'm sure he saw that yeah, happen while you were giving about birth. What it would look like? I'm just embarrassed about, like, it's just like the basest human function that there is. It's like necessity, but it's still gross. Hmm. <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Um, would you rather be around constant noise or be in dead silence? Like, for all of life. Constant noise. Really? Yeah.
1: You go, know what? I'd go I, crazy
0: if I was in silence 24-7. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you because even sometimes when I'm trying to get my sacred nap in and it's kind of loud in the house... It almost, like, lulls me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. The constant noise if it's happening. Yeah. Now, shocking sudden noises, I can't say so much, but, okay, like, if you pull an all-nighter because you just can't sleep, or you're up Mm -hmm. really late, what Mm -hmm. do you like to do after midnight? Awkward silence. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. If I just really can't sleep, I mean, I'll find an old show to watch on Netflix or Amazon. Just, like what show? Like Friends. Like something that I don't have to think about. It's Ooh. not like I'll turn on a documentary. Yep. But if for some, but it's very very rare that I have those nights. If I and, and actually that's really not even an accurate answer. I If that happens, it's usually because my mind is going and I have a bunch of ideas. So I will normally put them in my phone or write them down or research some things about the ideas that are coming up in my head. So mm. the, the only time that honestly I really ever don't sleep is if I'm excited about an idea I have or maybe an upcoming um, potential partnership for business. And then I spent time researching about how I want the approach to be, and how I could partner with them and dreaming up all the ways of how things could look um so it's very, very rare that I don't sleep well. It's really good that you're changing the the world after midnight because my <laughs> what do you do <laughs> i'm I'm curious to know what you do besides sleepwalk oh, when you do sleep, yeah. <laughs> I am a notorious sleepwalker, sleep screamer, sleep thrasher, sleep puncher. You don't want to mess with me at night. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Actually, it's, it's not as bad anymore, but it used to be. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah, I, I'm a simpleton. I will just turn on a TV show and, like, usually, like, the Golden Girls or... Oh, Golden Girls, yeah. I love... I love Golden Girls. The Office... I have a few favorites that I kinda Frasier. Oh I don't know if Fra- anybody, I love a good Frasier. I don't know episodes. if anybody finds comfort in Frasier, but it is I that do. like it's a go to. Just like a behind this like if you have it on in the background, you don't even really need to pay attention. You always know what's going on, even if you're not paying attention yeah. to it and you're like you look at the screen and it's like, Oh Frasier. Yeah. yeah. And Marty. Marty's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I I feel that way about friends. Yeah. And I feel like they're really my friends. i'm kidding but i also i love a good um like late 90s early 2000s is when i think it was on but i love a good episode of news radio do you remember that show yeah is that even on anything it's on amazon oh Mm -hmm. huh i've forgotten about that yep yeah Okay, well, um, any other secrets you want to reveal or secret questions that have come up? No, but I feel like there was a couple others that were on your mind earlier. <sighs> I mean, how long do you have? <laughs> I mean, we're celebrating. Let's go a little bit longer. Okay. If you want to keep listening, you should because we're going to reveal an extra special secret at the very end of the episode. You won't want to miss it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> This is news to me, too, listeners. My sister is devising something, apparently, she hasn't told me about. Oh, no, we talked about it. You know what it is. I guess I forget. Would you like to top off your champagne? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I think she just dripped champagne (laughs) on our recording device, so if this goes out, you know what happened. Um... I feel like you definitely, you kept, we were at a baseball game earlier, and she kept being like, ooh, I have all kinds of juicy ones, and she hasn't even asked me any of them yet. Well, I mean, I asked a lot of them. No? Okay. Um, but, <laughs> this one might be a little silly. Well, no, it's not silly. Spit it Would out. Would you rather, okay... is a would you rather. I'll circle back to how our sister-in-law kicked things off. Would you rather be known in your life as contributing to the world of TV, like writing a great TV show Mm -hmm. for the Times, like Mm -hmm. a Mm Frasier, or writing a great novel or book? Oh, I think you know my answer to that, too. I think I do, but our listeners would be curious. Oh, would they now? Um, So my ultimate goal is to, first of all, create my life to revolve around the things that I love doing and to be able to make a living off of that. Um, But my ultimate goal and the thing that God has placed in my heart to accomplish would be to write a book. So I have a book started, actually, and I can't tell you what it's called because it's top, top secret. I'm, I'm really excited to read it. You've already read the first chapter, and you. Well, yeah, but how many chapters do you have now? I have six chapters now. Oh, okay. So we're making progress. Good. I'm proud of you. I asked her her timeline, and she was like, "I have no timeline. It's done when it's done. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of like the whole. But the first, the first chapter, the pre-read of the first chapter, read beautifully. Um, can I say what it yeah. reminded me of? Sure. I yes. will not tell the name or anything Absolutely. or the plot, mm-hmm. but it was reminiscent of, like, original Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. Not not the other offshoots, even though I love... Who's the author? L. E. M. Montgomery? L. M. Montgomery. I love the other offshoot books. I think we both read a ton of them, but the original... And of Green Gables. The feel. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm being completely honest yeah. right now. So. No, and I'm going to I wouldn't be anything but honest with you, but I, I hope you understand how genuine I'm being. So I appreciate I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. I plan to make it a little more modern day as far as like what people like to read these days. So I'm going to throw in a little bit of mystery, a little bit of crime... A little bit of Ooh. romance, so it's gonna be really good. And I, I feel like, um, yeah, God has placed it on my heart to do, and I'm, I'm doing it, and I'm excited about it. Anyway, so we need to talk a little bit about our platforms and where you can find us because we just found out tonight we're being featured on Podbean. Ooh! I don't even oh, know what Podbean that? is, but it's a <laughs> Platform. It sounds like a crock pot for podcasts. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> a, a incubator crock <laughs> pot for podcasts. Baby pod beans. Pod beans. <laughs> we are also on Apple, Google, Spotify, which is our personal favorite to listen yes. to podcasts on. Um, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, um, Radio Public, and Anchor. Wow. And thank you, Anchor, because you're a platform that we use to record. So, Absolutely. shout out. So, today, as we're recording, you heard those clips of um, Lauren earlier. Mm-hmm. So, we think it's going to be really fun to include you guys in this journey. Um, and rather than gathering your feedback and insights on um, social media, I think it would be really cool if you guys watch for the link that we share next. And you can come to anchor.fm and you can message us through the Sunflower Society podcast. And you can actually record a clip of your voice um, either talking about a topic that you want us to discuss or asking a question that you want us to highlight on our episode. Um, And we will try our best to let you know what our topic is going to be. A few days in advance so that you can have time to give us some feedback um, but we would love to feature you in our podcast um, we want to be able to interact with you guys as much as possible because we feel like we want to bring you the answers that you're looking for um, so next time you are um, on my sister or i's personal pages i'm at fawn river beauty on both facebook and instagram I'm at Justine R Gonzalez G O N Z A L E Z on Instagram. And so if you watch our social media or follow us, we will announce um when you can come over and send us some messages on Anchor. So I guess we're going to wrap this one up. I'm not very yeah. good at closing, so I'm going to let my sister do that. <laughs> Well, as always, we want you to continue to shine a light into your own world and your space. Make sure that you're grateful every day because God has made you uniquely and nobody can do you like you do you. So embrace, have fun, remember to have joy and laugh. And we're so thankful that you joined us on episode 10 Secrets. Please be sure to subscribe, share with your friends. And also be sure to watch out for these links so that we can get your voice featured on here and you can be part of our conversation uh, because that's exactly what we look forward to doing every week is having an open, honest conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the Sunflower Society podcast. And we look forward to having you listen in on next week's episode. I got it right! I got it right. Yay! Woo! All right. Talk soon, sisters.